Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1061. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Coming up, we've been talking uh, over the last few weeks about how the IPO market has picked up, but we'll dig a little bit deeper into that in just a moment. Jackie Kelly back with us, America's IPO leader at Ernst Young. We'll hear from her in just a few minutes. Right now, let's hear from Charlie Pellet with your top business story. Some news after the close. Charlie. Indeed. KB Home reporting earnings per share for the third quarter that beat the highest analyst estimate. Third quarter EPS coming in at 51 cents. Estimates there 45 cents. Third quarter revenue 1.14 billion. The estimate there 1.1 billion. It was an up day with the Dow, the S&P and NASDAQ all advancing a record for the S&P 500 index up three to 25.10, up one-tenth of one percent. The Dow up 40, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ higher, little changed, up by less than half a point at 64.53. Ten-year yield, 2.31 percent. Gold up 4.47 the ounce to 12.87, up four-tenths of one percent. And West Texas Intermediate Crude a down 55 cents a barrel, 51.59 on WTI, a drop there of one percent. Brent crude down four-tenths of one percent to 5766. Some of the stories that we're following for you include Roku, first day of trading there. Speaking of IPOs, up 68% first day out. Roku making devices and software that allow users to stream video from sources such as Netflix, Amazon, and ESPN. Anthony Wood is Roku's CEO. The fastest growing category of content on Roku is ad-supported content. What we're seeing is one of the top terms uh, the consumers search for on Roku.com is free. What I think is happening is we're transitioning from, you know, mainstream TV viewing via linear to over the top. And as, as consumers move their TV viewing more and more to over the top, they want a few SVOD services like Netflix is very popular, you know, Amazon, Hulu and others, but they want a lot of free content. And Jim Chanos, the president and founder of Kinecos Associates, speaking now on Bloomberg Television, says the Trump tax plan is, quote, a pretty hard sell. Also making comments about Tesla, saying, quote, it is structurally unprofitable and way too leveraged. Recapping S&P climbing to a record up one-tenth of one percent. Russell 2000 also at a record. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Charlie, thank you so much. Bloomberg Markets brought to you by JetSmarter. Create private or shared charters on your own time or book seats on shared flights worldwide. Download the free JetSmarter app and use code radio to start flying smarter today. For full details, visit JetSmarter.com. This is Bloomberg. Don't you want a few IPOs? Um, and investors certainly take a look at Roku today. They do want uh, initial public offerings. Let's talk about a little bit about the flow, what's to come in the rest of the year. Jackie Kelly back with us, America's IPO leader at Ernst & Young, back in our Bloomberg 1130 studio right here in New York City. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, Roku, that's pretty impressive. You know, we are starting to finally see some of these companies come out as we're Post-Labor Day, we have a little slow start here. Normally see these companies lining up uh, right after the holiday. But uh, good news is it's coming. We've seen it and we've known it's coming. Um, so uh, more IPOs to come. It's great. Um, what are, What kind of IPOs, though, might we see? 
No, I think we're going to see it through a variety of sectors. I know a number also of the unicorn-type companies, the ones with uh, market valuations greater than a billion in the private markets. Are they fin- are they coming to market, Jackie, because, okay, they're finally ready to come to market? Because we have seen a lot of uh, startup companies. They Well, first of all, they can stay private longer because there's a lot of money flowing out there. But they're also kind of waiting to become a little bit more of a mature business. Exactly. So they've been working on them, uh, some of them for a few years now. But I think, you know, they're looking at – you may see some of the initial filings, although now that everybody can do this confidentially, you may not see too much of anything, in, at least in the initial stages. But What do you mean? What do you mean? So, it, you know, all the rules now are basically it doesn't matter what size you are, how big your company is. You can file confidentially with the SEC. So they changed their rules just a short time ago. Okay. used to be if you quali- qualified as an emerging growth company, you could do it. Now it's everybody. So whether you're coming in, you're a Chinese company listed in the U.S. or a U.S. domestic company, Everybody can really take advantage of these co- this confidential filing but process. But is this buyer beware? No, you know, it just means, you know, there's different things. So if you're an investor, yeah. um, it, actually, if you're somebody that's going to go public, uh, you need to get out in front of those investors early. And the investors want to meet you early because once you kind of get into that confidential process, it's a little different process. And you're not going to be out there. You're not going to have public information for everybody to know, hey, by the way, look at my financials for the next three months while I'm in the filing process because that's not going to even show up for 15 days before. Um, it helps, obviously, too, if the market continues to grind higher. I mean, that's I feel like that's the number one thing. If the market's happy and hospitable, if you will, <laughs> you're going to see more new issues. Yeah, you know, valuations are all-time highs, and yeah. that's what these guys need, great comps. They need great comps. Interesting. So talk to us a little bit. You said it was kind of a, a varied uh, IPO flow, but get, get a little bit more specific, you will, where you're seeing kind of activity. Um, so, you know, it's been an interesting year. Uh, you know, healthcare is still really, really active in the markets, but the deal sizes have gotten quite small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're seeing, I mean, really across a number of sectors. So uh, early on, we saw some, you know, pretty decent-sized deals in industrials, real estate. Uh, REITs are still quite active. Uh, technology is has been pretty steady throughout the year. They raise a lot of money, not as many deals, but some, you know, g- good uh, capital raising. Mm-hmm. Their financials are active. And energy is coming back. We're starting to see the energy companies. What kind of energy companies? Oh, different kinds. Some of them are like REITs and, and mm-hmm. kind of fall in that group, too. But I, I think, you know, there's – I think there are a number of companies very interested in just, you know, the – they, they want they need capital to grow and a lot of disruption going on. Um, yeah. So tell me about the amount of money that's sloshing around there, though, still for startup companies. It's, there's still a lot out there. You know, private equity has a lot of money. Yeah. Family business is now in this game. There's a lot of family offices right. have a lot of money. Large corporates who years ago thought, oh, I'll just start innovation internally. That didn't work out for them. So they've accumulated a lot of funds with some strong earnings over the last couple mm-hmm. of years. That's getting deployed into this pool of entrepreneurs. Policy coming out of Washington, does it matter? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. What th- specifically? Well, I think the- I think about, you know, we're focused on the tax policy and so on and so forth. And I think some of it's interesting that could be for smaller businesses and small businesses. Oh, definitely some things that would be very positive, I think, on the bottom line for a number of companies. That said, I think the lack of decisiveness is what's weighing down these markets a bit. I actually think our third quarter would have been stronger, but there's been so much talk and so much noise in the system that slowed things down. But is it gridlock or is it lack of decisiveness? Is it different? 
you know, I, you know, I think because markets <laughs> tend to like. I mean, I hate to you know say this, but we we do markets like gridlock. They like when not too much dramatic changes, right? <laughs> they like yeah, they like stability, right? right? <laughs> Whether you call it gridlock or something else, Correct. they like stability. So when things are uncertain or they're talking about changing things, unless they see that change absolutely having a positive effect or knowing for sure that that's coming and going to happen, it creates uncertainty that kind of has people focus inward. Is there a lot of pressure? I just got about 15 seconds for private equity though to start turning these deals out. I mean, they got to make money for their investors. There are a lot of private equity deals and in fact, three times as many VC backed deals as, ha- as there have been in prior years. So exits are certain. Right. You can hold on to it for a while, but at some point investors say, ah, could I see some returns? Um, Jackie Kelly, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Jackie Kelly, America's IPO leader at Ernst & Young, joining us in our Bloomberg 1130 studio on this Thursday afternoon. You've got uh, the Dow closing up 40 points, S&P a gain of just about three, and the NASDAQ call it unchanged on the day. You're listening to Bloomberg Radio. Once again, a check on your latest World of National News headlines. Once again, Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Carol. This crossed as a red headline moments ago. Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price says he will write a personal check to cover his travel expenses and will no longer take private charter flights. This comes a day after President Trump said he wasn't happy with his HHS secretary and was leaving the door open on whether to fire him. Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley has sent a letter to the president calling on officials across government to stop taking charters until a review is complete. The U.S. military is sending a three-star general to Puerto Rico to help direct the response to Hurricane Maria. The commander of U.S. Army North, Lieutenant General Jeff Buchanan, will arrive on the island tonight. John Rabin with FEMA is already there. He says they're not waiting. We have reached out to all 78 municipalities. We have debate, we have provided food and water and commodities to each one of those, um, but that is just the beginning of the challenge. We now have to we now have to continue to resupply and reestablish those communications. Well, the White House says many reports of devastation on Puerto Rico are outdated. The U.S. is purport, reportedly preparing to announce a major staff withdrawal from the U.S. Embassy in Havana, Cuba. CBS News is reporting that in a tweet after a series of what Secretary of State Rex Tillerson has called health attacks that have led to hearing loss and brain damage for more than a dozen U.S. Embassy staffers in Havana. White House spokeswoman Sarah Sanders declined to say today whether the U.S. does plan to cut its Cuba staff. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. In Washington, I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. 